Uh, okay, guys, we're on Daf Tadvav. I'm in bed here. My Zayfa Chagiga. Today's Daf also, uh, today's Amad also continues this story of Acher. Okay, um, the, the, we'll continue the story from yesterday about visiting different shuls. And then we'll see actually some really uh, significant, I think, Agadata in terms of what happens when you have a Rav who sort of has gone wayward. Is the Torah pasul or is the Torah acceptable? What do you do with that situation? It's an interesting uh, case here with Rabbi Meir, who sort of still followed Acher. So it actually has a lot of relevance, unfortunately, to situations where people maybe uh, who are Rabbanim do things that uh, aren't, uh, let's say, by Torah standards. So let's continue in the Gemara here. The Gemara says as follows, the fourth line. Okay, so brought to another shul. He ends up going to 13 different shuls. So the, all the little kids, and they kept asking, you know, they kept quoting Pesukim that one after another was like a bad Pesuk. And it seems like it was kind of getting on Acher's nerves. So it says, And the last one he said, finally, like, give me a Pesuk. The kid said, to the eat to the wicked one, Hashem said, "What do you have to do with the book of my laws?" Meaning, like you have no part in this. You're a Russia, so get away from me. You have nothing, no part in me. Uh, that child was like stuttering a little bit. Or he spoke, you know, in, unclearly. So Ishtama sounded like instead of saying Villa uh, Russia. Amar Lukim, and something came out to Amar like it said, like, Vela Elisha Amar Lukim, to Elisha, Russia, Elisha, okay, a little play on words there, and therefore he, Elisha heard, Elisha maybe you heard, Elisha Amar Lukim, Malachal Asever Lukim, what you have no, like, what do you have in, in the rhetorical question, what part do you have in my book of laws? So, Ikadamish, there's two different versions of what happened next, either way it's shocking. Either way, Sakina Hava Bahadeh Bakare Bishadre Letlezo Bekanishde. So, either the story is that Alisha Benavuya had a knife with him and he sliced up the kid into 13 parts and sent it to the 13 different shuls. Okay, pretty shocking story. Another way, and some say, Amar, he said, if I had a knife, I would tear him up and send his body parts all around. Okay, either way, you see that uh, going to the story, Elisha Mavu is very, very upset by this idea that he has no part. So even though we saw previously he seemed to sort of be resigned to the idea, he seemed pretty upset here. And Yokinach Navshe, when he died, um, sorry, Kinach Nafshi the Acher, when, uh, when Acher's soul departed, Amri, they said, Lomaydan Ledaine, Velola Amad de Ati Leite. So, uh, they said, like, in, uh, I guess, like the heavenly court, he will not be judged, but he won't come to the Olam Haba. He'll be like in limbo, okay? But I mean, being judged means he'll be like suffering Gehenna, essentially. That means in either way, it's not gonna happen, okay? We're not going to judge him, meaning judge him harshly, because he was involved so much in Torah. But he's not going to come to Olam Haba because he sinned. So I'm Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir said, Right? Better that he should uh, be judged and he'll go to Olam Haba. Like, okay, suffer the consequences, then he'll get to be in Olam Haba. So, and he says, um, Matai Amut, when I die, says Rabbi Meir, I will like have smoke coming up from his uh, from his keber, from his grave. Meaning, as Rabbi Meir saying, when I die, I'm going to bring him to the heavenly court, get him judged. Maybe he'll suffer in the fires of hell, so to speak, for a little while. There'll be some smoke, but at least he'll get his judgment. And he'll get to move on. Kinach Nafshi, Rabbi Meir. In fact, when Rabbi Meir died, Sali Kutra Mikibre Da Acher, a wisp of smoke went up from the keber of um, of Acher. So Amr Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan said, Gevurta Lemikla Rabbe. 
Uh, was this like a good thing? To, was it like a mighty deed to make his his uh, his uh, Rebbe burn? He says, "When the, is there one is there one among us that he's not able to save him?" Meaning, like, why does he have to burn like this? It doesn't seem to me to be appropriate. Inakte biyad, inakte biyad. Sorry, if, again, let me read that sentence again. Um, uh, Rabbi Chad, I'm sorry. Chad have a binyan of v'lomaisin la'atzulei inakte biyad. What? There's a there's a one person among us who can't save him if he took him by the hand. Like, don't we just escort him and like get it done here? So man maramile. Who would uh, who would be able to uh, remove him? Uh, man, who would do this? So Amar, so Rabbi Yochanan said, "Matai amut ve'echbe ashan mikibros." Rabbi Yochanan says, basically, when I die, I'm going to de- extinguish the fire from his grave. Meaning, I'm going to get up there. I'll take him by the hand, get him through the justice, and we'll be done with it. We'll move him along to Olam Haba. And in fact, the Gemara says, "Kinachnav shed Rabbi Yochanan pasak kutra mikavre da'achir." So when Rabbi Yochanan died, the the the, uh, the smoke ceased from the uh, kever from the grave of Acher. Okay, Padachalea who Sabdan, so there's a certain uh, Sabdan, a, uh, a eulogizer, who opened up and followed and said like this, that even the guard, I guess like the guard of the of the, of the gate, right, who I guess are like in the hell, couldn't stand before you, Rabbi Yochanan, like our Rabbi, like you were able to bring Acher uh, out of Gehenna. Okay, now, Bito shall Acher atilakami de Rebbe. So the daughter of Acher came before Rebbe Donasi. Amrle Rebbe Parnasani. She said to him, Rebbe, like, you have to support me financially because I don't have any money. Amrla Batmiya, he said, whose daughter are you? Amrla Bito shall Acher ani. I'm the daughter of Acher. Amrla Adayin Yesh Mizara Baolam. Wait, is there still people from his Zara, from his seed? There's still people like his lineage still around? Ve'akti, but it says in the Pasuk and Eov, Lo Nin Lo, Velo Necha Be'amo, Ve'ain that there's no uh, uh, like great grandson or grandson in our in the nation, and no survivor of those who lived with him. Meaning that it seems like uh, we have a wicked person. No one should be left. So I can't believe there's a daughter here. Which is interesting how you apply the pasuk to real life situations. So Amrlo, she said back to him. Zachor litorato You should remember his Torah, but don't remember his deeds. Like his deeds maybe weren't so good, but his Torah was great. Immediately, fire came down and singed the uh, bench of Rebbe. Bacha um, he cried and said, uh, Rebbe, He cried and said, If Hashem is willing to sort of like uh, protect the honor of those who are were mitgane, like acted like derisively or contemptuously towards you, like Achar abandoned you, basically, Hashem. For those who praise you all, all the more so will warrant your protection and your uh, your support. Gemara says, Gemara says, okay, great. So that's kind of the end of the story there. The Gemara then asks, Rabbi Meir hechi gamar tarmi pumi da'acher. But let's get back to a more fundamental question: How is it that Rabbi Meir was able to learn Torah from Acher? After all, this is a famous uh, quote here. Okay, the pasuk says that the uh, the lips of the Kohen will be guarded, uh, will guard da'at, knowledge, and the Torah they will seek from his mouth. Uh, 
And the end of the Pasuk is, Ki Malach Hashem Tzvakotu, because he is a Malach of Hashem Tzvakot. Here's the Drasha. In Domeh HaRav LaMalach Hashem Tzvakot, if a Rav is similar to an angel, Yivakshu Torah Mipiu, then people should seek Torah from his mouth. V'im Lav, Al Yivakshu Torah Mipiu, but if not, he should not. Okay, so this is the famous line, which seems to indicate a very, very high standard for who you want to learn from. You only should be learning from somebody who basically is like a Malach. So how could Rabbi Meir learn from him? Amar Ishlakish, Rabbi Meir, Kra Ashkach Vedarash. He read, he found the Pesach, and he darshed the Pesach as follows. The Pesach Mishnah says, Hat oznecha ushma divrei chachamim, v'libcha tashit l'da'ati. So like, turn your ear and listen to the words of the sages, and your heart, um, and your heart, um, <coughs> to my, uh, like, make, make listen to my, my, my knowledge. means like to my knowledge. My meaning Hashem's. It doesn't say to their knowledge, meaning their, their teachers. To Hashem. So what's the idea? The idea is, you listen to the words of the Chachamim, but you're trying to pull out basically the message of Hashem, even if they have their own, you know, uh, flaws or whatever it is. Okay, Rav Chanina Amar Mehacha. Rav Chanina goes a different pasuk, a similar idea. Shimi Baturi Baatiosnech Uveshachachi Amech Ubeita Vichlagomer. Like, listen up, daughter, and see, and turn your ear, and forget your nation and the house of your father. What does that mean? The idea is <coughs> that uh, if you can sort of like uh, look at the good and ignore the bad, right? Like, listen to my words and ignore sort of the, the, the bad things that maybe come from the house or whatever it is. So Gemara says, Kashu The seem to be contradictory. One saying that you need to have like a sterling, you know, perfect almost you know, behavior. Another one saying, ah, whatever, you can ignore the bad stuff and take the good stuff. Gemara says, Lo kasha, habagadol habakatan. The difference is, who's doing the learning? If it's an adult doing the learning, the adult is more sophisticated. They can listen, they can hear from a flawed person. They can ignore the flaws and take all the good teachings of Torah. The katan, a child, needs a much more uh, pristine, uh, um, uh, teacher, because it's hard. The child's not going to be able to make such distinctions. Okay, so this is a, sort of a famous uh, discussion. This idea. Okay, Ki Rav Dimi Amar Rav came from Israel. He said they said in the, in the West in Israel, Rabbi Meir Achal Tachla Veshada Shichla Lebra. That Rabbi Meir ate the Tachla, which is a half ripe date, and he threw away the peel, meaning that Rabbi Meir was able to hear the good stuff from Achir and throw away the bad stuff. Darash Rabbah, Rabbah made a drasha. My dichti, what's the saying? Shir Shirim. El ginat egoz yarabiti lerot be'aveha nachal. I went down to the garden of egoz, of like nuts, uh, to look at the green plants of the valley. Lama nimshalu tamirin chachamim le'egoz. Why are tamirin chachamim compared to a nut? Lamar lacham ma'egoze avabisha meluchlach batitu bitsoa ain't when it comes to a nut that has a hard shell. So even if the shell is covered in dirt and grime and, and excrement, it gets disgusting on the outside. But it doesn't affect what's in the inside. The inside doesn't get gross. Even if Tamachacham goes and gets spoils, as he goes astray, nonetheless his Torah is not, uh, is not doesn't become disgusting. Okay, So Rabbi Barshela found Elio a Navi. Elio Navi story sometimes. What was Hashem doing at this time? He says he says like over the shiurim or halachot from the other chachamim, but he does not say things over from Rabbi Meir, presumably because. Oh, sorry, Amai. He says why? He says It's because he learns his halachot from the mouth of Acher. So it's absurd. So you see from the story, it seems to be absurd. So Amrle Amai. 
Why is this true? He said. Rabbi Meir Rimo Matzah Tochol Achal Klipato Zarak. He found a pomegranate, right, which is a grapefruit. He threw away the peel and ate the. Uh, I mean, he ate the inside and threw away the peel. So Amar So he said back to him. Ahashta Kaamar Ben Meir Beni Omer Bizman Shadam Biseir. Yeah. Okay, uh, so he says like this. So, so what is Hashem saying? Hashem saying now. So now Hashem is actually quoting Rabbi Meir. So like he heard the defense of Rabbi Meir, like he accepted the defense, and now Hashem, as it were, like it's Hashem himself, right? But Hashem uh, is saying, uh, Rabbi Meir, my son Rabbi Meir says, at the time that person is suffering, what is the Shechina saying? It says. Kalani Meroshi, Kalani Mizroi. Like, woe to me from my head, woe to me from my arm. Meaning that Hashem also was suffering, as it, as it were. In Kacha Kadesh Barakum Yistamer Adaman Shalvershan. If that's the way Hashem sort of suffers or is in pain over the blood of the wicked, Kalbachomar Adaman Shal Tzadikim Shenishbach. All the more so over the blood of Tzadikim that gets spilled, because you see that Hashem Hanan has a lot of Rachmanas, even for the wicked people. Okay. <laughs> so Shmuel found Rabbi Yudah who was like uh, like leaning on the uh, the doorpost and he was uh, crying. Amrle Shin and I said like sharp one. My kabachi, why are you crying? He said, is it a small thing, that which they say about the Rabbanan? Right? Where is the counter? Where is the weigher? Where is the one who counts the towers? What does that mean? Where is the counter? They used to count all the different, all the letters of the Torah. Where is the weigher? They weigh all the light and you know, it's a, a serious mitzvot of the uh, Torah, like the light ones and the heavy ones, so to speak. They used to teach like 300 halachot about a tower that floats up in the sky, which is sort of like obviously a bizarre, impossible scenario. But the point is that they were able to analyze all these halachot about even just like theoretical things. So if that's the case, they're so they're so good. And Rabbi Ami said, it says that 300 questions or kashas that Doeg and Achitofel asked about the case of a Migdal Porech Bavir. Utnan, and we learn in the Ebrita, Gimel Malachim Darba Hediotot Elam Chedulam Haba. Actually, it's the Mishnah, it's on Hedron, actually says it. Right, there are three kings and four regular people who have no portion in the world to come. And the point is uh, that Doeg and Achitofel are on the list. If you look at Masachas Hedron, they're on the list. So Anan Mati Havialan. So what's going to be with us? He said because if these people who are able to darshan this through an unbelievable imaginary case, theoretical case, there was such talmidei chachamim, and yet because of their bad behavior, they don't get olam haba. So what, what, what are we supposed to do? We don't have that ability in Torah, and how's our behavior? Our behavior is so much better. So it's uh, it's very difficult. So Shinele says, no, sharp one. Tina Haita Belibam. He says, no, but don't don't be don't be don't despair. And Doeg and Achitofel, they had like mud in their heart, meaning there was uh they had different types of uh let's say fundamental flaws that made their Torah sort of not enough to uh, to save them. So you see almost like sort of contradictory types of things, right? And the one that seems like that it really does matter if you have like bad ideas and bad behaviors. And then so it's like maybe it's not as bad. So it's really like we're sort of torn. Okay, the Gemara says, Achir Mai. Um, 
So uh, the Gemara says, like, what was going on with Acher? Like, bottom line, what was wrong with Acher? So now the Gemara is going to shift gears a little bit and say that the problem with Acher, you could have seen even in the early days. It's not just like he had this experience and all of a sudden, like, different things started happening and he sort of acted, acted out. It's that he actually really, even from the beginning, you could have seen there was like, there, there, there were, like the, you know, the writing was on the wall even back then. Well, what he used to say, this actually also is somewhat famous. Zamar Yevane, Zamar Yevane Lopasig Mipume. The uh, Greek songs never ceased from his mouth. Meaning, even when he was younger and a young Tamil Chacham, he used to always sing like these Greek songs, which symbolically is really bad. Amru Allah al Acher Beshash Omi Bibeta Midrash, Hirba Sifre Min, Harbe Sifre Minim Noshim Echeko. They said that when Acher would get up from the base Medrash, all these heretical books would fall out of his lap. Like he'd be learning like Gemara here, but he had, you know, like on his lap, he'd have like these like heretical books. And if he got up, and they'd see, oh, they all fall to the floor. So you see, like, he was learning Torah, but he's always on his side, like a little, you know, the heresy, an interesting uh, image, you know. Sha'al Nimus Hagardi at Rabbi Meir. So Nimus Hagardi asked Rabbi Meir, Kol Amar Danachad the Yorah. So like, he says, does all wool that goes into the pot of dye come out dyed? Um, meaning, like, is he asking, like, does everyone who sort of, like, get immersed, immersed in Torah learning, like, come out pure? Like, is that how it works? Amalei Koman Dahabad Naki Agav Salik. Called the law of Anaki Akavime, low salak. So it's an interesting answer. He says, anybody come who is clean by his mother, right, then he will uh, come up clean. But if not, not. So, so again, the idea here sounds like, again, the, the explanation here sounds like it's like sort of like at your you know, fundamental like roots, that sort of behavior, that sort of uh, ideology is almost uh, there at the, you know, from the beginning. Gemara says, Rabbi Kiva, Allah b'shalom v'yara b'shalom. So now we're going to switch. Okay, so stop. I'm sorry. So Losa. Okay, so Losa, that's the end of the discussion. It seems like for Acher. Now we're going to move on to Rabbi Kiva, who is in the Paradis as well. Right, we'll say Rabbi Kiva, Allah b'shalom v'yara b'shalom. He went in, in peace, and came out in peace. We'll just read two more lines. V'alav v'kaduv omer, the Paradis says about him, v'ishkeni acharecha naruta, that, uh, 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 like draw me in and I will chase after you. Even Rabbi Kiva, the Malachi Shar wanted to throw him out, push him out of the uh, the the, the, the parties. Uh, leave this elder person alone, alone because he's worthy of like serving uh, like serving my glory. Meaning Rabbi Kiva is a different character and he's uh, he has the ability to be in here and uh, and find out like the secrets of this. Okay, stop there. Thank you very much, folks.